Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only fitness and nutrition podcast that goes way beyond just training and nutrition. I am your host, Cody McBroom, and with me is my co-host, Travis McQueen. And today we got a Mindset Monday podcast. We're, we're going to dig into your mind and talk. Give you a little bit of insights and uh, good ideas. And some motivation, yeah. some inspiration, and... Uh, the only thing we're going to shout out on this podcast today is going to be our sponsor of this episode, sponsor of the Mindset Monday podcast episodes, and that is Giant Lifting. So if you haven't checked out Giant Lifting, you can head over to giantlifting.com. Uh, no slash, it's just giantlifting.com, and you can enter the code TCM5 to save a little bit to help you shipping with those weights. Uh, I'm going to keep this one very simple this week. I've told you guys before, and I'll tell you again. They're the, for the, for the price you get, they're the top quality you can have. Yeah, they really sure. are. Like there's, there's probably like two or three companies that I will go to for equipment. Um, and that's going to be Rogue, Sornex, which I wouldn't even really count because Sornex doesn't create, like most people listen to this, they're never going to shop at Sornex because unless you want to buy a full gym of like racks and shit, like the Navy or, or, uh, Notre Dame and those colleges do, you got to get like a, a lap pull down or something like that, which Giant doesn't sell. So I'm ha- happy to say this. I fucking love our Soranex Giant, or sorry, Soranex lap pull down. Yeah. But that's the only kind of stuff they create, right? They custom build those kind of things. When it comes to dumbbells, free weights, barbells, stuff like that, Rogue and Giant are basically it. I'll go to Elite FTS for some stuff. I love their bands and shit, but like, because I've always, mainly because I love Dave, Dave Tate and I've always followed those guys. But man, there's really only a few people I trust. I've gone through some uh, companies on Amazon. I've gone through some some companies just that were cheaper and their shit just breaks their benches fall apart their their bars are like bent like they're not welded well they're just shitty yeah um but when it comes to high quality like there's only a couple i trust giants obviously one of those and i've been able to go over to their facility and see what they do and see how they do it and, and meet the people and that helps a lot but for their quality like you just can't beat the price man they do whatever they can to make it affordable and drop the shipping as low accessible. as they possibly can accessible yeah way more accessible so um it's shit. If you're local, you don't even got to pay shipping. You just come pick it up. See the warehouse. If you depends if on your definition of, of local, but yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're willing to drive, some things are very heavy. So yeah, but they're expanding. So they're going to be in multiple areas very yeah, soon. That's so, true. so it might be more Man. people than just Washington soon. Totally. Um, or just this area of Washington even. Yep. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I, I truly believe that they're the one of the top companies. They're just going to take over. So I'm happy to be their first, uh, like social affiliate and sponsored athlete or company or whatever. Um, I'm happy and excited about the partnership. Um, and once again, you can get all of their stuff at giantlifting.com and you can use the promo code TCM five to save a little bit of money when you try to ship those weights out to you. Um, and then go check them out on Instagram. They're dropping promos and sales and what equipment they have and sharing content every day of the week. They do giveaways. Um, I think their Instagram is just giant lifting. I think it's literally just one word. They don't have any, uh, Oh, it's giant underscore lifting. So check them out. I follow them. So you'll see uh, the mutual friend there, but go check them out on Instagram as well. Cause they're, they're always shouting out what they got going on and, and doing giveaways and all kinds of stuff like that. So, Absolutely. um, but yeah, let's dive into today. Yeah. I just, uh, I was talking to Cody uh, about what we wanted to talk about and I was telling him that I was listening to a podcast the other day and I'm sure you guys are all familiar with Ed Milet. But he was interviewing um, Maria Shriver, who what is is a politician. She's a, a journalist. She is. Uh, I feel like I've of, heard that name many times. Yeah, I've never, she's part of the Kennedy family. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, she was the one of the first uh, former first lady of California. She's a huge. Is journalist. she older? 
Um, I would say in their 50s. Like married so. to, not married to Arnold Schwarzenegger. No. Because Arnold Schwarzenegger married into the Kennedy family. Oh, really? Yeah, I should know that. Yeah. I mean, I don't expect you to be a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. But I'm li- I've listened to his biography, which is like <laughs> like 72 hours of reading. Like it's so long. Yeah. Um. Yes. Divorced 2017. Oh, they got divorced. Holy know shit. That. There you go. Imagine that. Arnold Schwarzenegger's ex wife. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so I was listening to, with her on uh, Ed Milet, and she was talking about all the different positions that she has done. Um, she went to USC, and everything from, you know, like being in the back of the showroom on TV, uh, being a publicist, and being in front of the camera, being a, you know, anchor, and all this other stuff. So, anyway, she was talking about the importance of doing all the prior jobs, I should say, I don't know, positions in your profession to gain the experience and to get familiar with everything that comes with the top level jobs, say, you know, to be a GM, but like, for instance, like, this is where it kind of intrigued my, my mind with Cody is that he always talks about when he started out as an in-person trainer, going from fucking clean the toilets to, you know, being doing some uh, the secretary stuff and helping Luca do all that kind of stuff to training people in person for five plus years to yeah. then transition into online training. Yeah. So anyway, I, I mean, I know a lot about it, but you know a lot more about it. So I just wanted to ask you to kind of elaborate and why you think it's important and why that helped you and what it's done for you. I think that's even, it's even cooler and more respectable of her too, because being that when you say she's a Kennedy, I mean like she she John F Kennedy's daughter, dude, or like descendant. I have no idea. I mean, point being is like she's in a really well known family. Yes. So the fact that she still went through every step and didn't cut corners, didn't get anything handed to her, um, just mad respect for her for that. You know what I mean? I think that's that says a lot because her, her dad is Ernest uh, Eunice Kennedy, which I think is. John F. Kennedy's brother or something? Her, I don't know. No, that's her mother. Who is? Unist. Oh, Unist. Is the, is the mother of Maria Shriver. Okay. I'm just, I mean, John F. Kennedy was the president, so that's why I'm wondering if she's related to him. I mean, she's related, obviously, but um, point being is a lot of people would look at that success and be like, oh, Silver Spoon. Totally. You know? Totally. Um, I even, you know, like uh, drama, uh, Chris Path, like I thought the same thing of him. I was like, oh, pff. Your cousin's Rob Deerdeck, and you got on the Fantasy Factory, and he just gave you money to start a clothing company, and then you have Young and Reckless, you know? And then I started, like, listening to his podcast, and I heard him interview Rob a couple times. And it's crazy to hear that, you know, he, when he moved over there, like, he basically moved over there as Rob's, like, assistant, personal assistant. And Rob just put him through shit. I mean, cleaning up after parties, like, being his driver, like, setting up, like, doing all of his dirty work cleaning up like he buys a horse and makes him clean up horse shit like yeah. just but like putting him through the ringer so it's like damn like i mean okay he had to go through shit whatever but then you know he made his clothing company i'm sure rob helped that yeah. um he started doing like uh producing like beats and stuff rob didn't help him at all with that then he started young and reckless or he tried to start young and reckless and he went to rob and rob said no i'm not gonna fund that it's the stupidest idea i've ever heard he literally was like this is a horrible name for a clothing brand um, and it's funny cause Rob says in the podcast, he's like, I regret that because I ended up becoming a Huge. multi-million dollar company. I should have invested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but drama still made it super, it's huge 
huge clothing company. You know what I mean? Sold in Tully's and PacSun's and Zoomies worldwide. Like, it's yep. crazy. So that was the same thing with him. I was like, oh, Silver Spoon. And I was like, damn, I actually got some, a lot of good respect for him because of that. But, you know, in my own life, I think that th- there's, there's two sides of it that I think relate to the importance. Number one, the, the side of your character, right? So aside from what kind of business you're going to start later on or what you want to do later on, or even if you don't want to start a business, and I'll get into that in a sec too, but I think more than anything, it develops a level of consistent work ethic and patience that is unmatched by anything else. Because if you have big dreams and aspirations, but you're cleaning the toilets yeah. every day, not knowing when they're going to give you the next step, man, that's, I mean, that's commitment. You know, that's showing hard work ethic. So when I, when I started, it was like, basically I was going to school and I was working at um, a Rite Aid uh, on Pack Highway in Federal Way. <laughs> Not a great area. That's why he laughed. <laughs> and uh, like I was doing both. And then when I tried to get the internship, I got hired for the internship. And my internship started with cleaning the toilets, taking out the garbage, racking the weights at the end of the day, wiping down all the handles and everything like that. Um, on the weekends, collecting money for charity events. Like I didn't do anything cool. And it was like, you're doing this. Like until the next step. And totally. it's like, when's the next step? Probably around this time. And it's like, probably, you know, but all right, I'll put in the work. I'll do it. Then the next step was, you know, shadowing, reading, doing stuff and so on and so forth. But basically doing like an extent of, of grunt work, dirt work until I could actually train people. But it was just part of what you went through. You know, there was multiple people that started this internship. And part of the internship was weeding out the people who weren't willing to do the dirt work right? There was only a couple of us that actually got in with it because we're the only ones willing to do whatever. And then there was only one of us that made it through the three months that got hired because they were still willing to do whatever. And that was me. Right. And then I started getting clients. I'm like, I can't work at right anymore because of the time difference. So then I got a job at the um, federal way community center and I was doing a glorified janitor essentially. I mean, I, I called myself the maintenance guy, but I don't know how to build shit. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't fixing anything. Yeah. Uh, cleaning the bathrooms, cleaning the court, putting the balls away, like locking up. And and when people would have like parties and they would stay till midnight, I would have to take out all their shit, vacuum, do all that stuff, lock up at like one, two in the morning while I was training people. But it was just like, right, what, whatever, whatever I got to do in order to eventually just be training full time. Yeah. You know, start training full time. And it's basically like, okay, now you have like, you know, at that point I'm like a year into training. You got five more years realistically of doing this six days a week. And on Sundays, you're programming for those six days a week. Make sure you get here early so you can set up and make sure you stay late to clean up after you're done. Like, and it was just, I mean, pay didn't matter. Hours didn't matter. Nothing. How, how far I had to drive to get there didn't matter. I mean, some days it took me an hour to get there depending on traffic. Yeah. It's like doing whatever it takes until I moved up to rent with you. And then it was like five minutes away, which was amazing. But that was like a year before I left, yeah. you know, but point being is it was doing whatever it takes and what that instilled in me Number one was self-belief because I saw myself doing things that had nothing to do with the career I wanted to pursue or that were so far away from what I really wanted to do for a living. But I believed in the process so much. I believed in myself getting there so much. I had no plan B because I believed in plan A so much that it created a level of self-belief that just eliminated doubt. You know, like I think when you are willing to do every single step, you develop way more self-belief in yourself because you're literally putting in the work. You're putting so much skin in the game that there's no turning back. You're like, man, I've been doing this shit for way too long to give up now. 
for way too long to have a plan B, for way too long to not keep going. And you develop a level of self-belief that eliminates self-doubt. Um, the other thing is work ethic. It's like the, and I believe in this in some ways, you know, we talked with uh, uh, the art of coaching, Brett Bartholomew on this. And he said, he hates the, the line, like how you do one thing is how you do everything. He was like, I don't make love to my wife, how I do the laundry. And it was funny, and I agree to an extent, because I agree with that. I don't do things I don't give a shit about nearly the same I do what I care about. But if they align with the overall journey, like, there's a lot to say about that. You know, how well was I doing the bitch work? How well was I taking out the I was going to say, how much effort are you putting in? Exactly. Yeah. And that effort's seen. And yeah. the more effort I put in, the sooner I'm going to get to that next step because it's going to be seen. Right? Totally. People are going to notice. They're going to notice how clean the bathrooms are, as, as crazy as that sounds, you know? So doing those little things helped me do everything better. You yeah. know, my work ethic just simply improved. Um, and then the other side, there's always somebody above you. And what you're doing, and this is coming from somebody who is literally at the top of a company because I have 12 people that work for me now, which is crazy actually to say. But those individuals, all the individuals that are, uh, I hate the word beneath me, but like that are working for me, you know, that I'm looking at and watching, I'm watching constantly. I'm always watching everything that's going on. So I see the work that's put in. I see the effort. I see the enthusiasm. I see the happiness. I see the customer service. I see it all. Positively, we do everything really well. Everybody, I'm really confident about the team. But the point is, like, well, I'm watching. You know, I'm constantly watching, which means if you're in the position of doing just dirt work, you know, for lack of better terms, bitch work, and you are trying to work up in a company, the person at the top sees you doing it. Yeah. You know, very rarely do they not. Unless you work at a multi-million dollar, billion dollar corporation where the owner of the company lives in New York, like, they're probably not going to see, but... Someone is. The leader above you is, and guess what? That person has a leader, and what that leader's watching on them is how their team is performing. Totally. If you're on their team, it, it fucking trickles up. Totally. So Quickly. everything you're doing is being seen, which is why... The people who work the hardest in each position are always the people that get the most recognition, even if that recognition is silent at first. They're, they're the ones in, in our, our minds because details in our industry, science, things like that, we can teach that. Yeah. Business systems, we can teach that. Sales, you can teach that. Work ethic, your value, your characteristics, like as a person, you can't teach that necessarily. You can influence that. But it has to be within you already. And that's part of what working up does. It builds and develops your character as an f- individual, Yeah. period. That's going to lead into success. So I think a big part of it is, is really just patience, commitment, and work ethic more than anything. And then, you know, the other side of it is watching the people above you, you know. So when you, when you start at the bottom, there's somebody above you. Pay attention. When you get to their position, there's somebody above them. Pay attention. Yeah. Keep paying attention. And also don't forget below you too. 100%. Yeah. Because you want to support them because you it's- were, You did it once. It's, and it's never a competition of like, you know- It's work ethic. So, but but there's, a, there's also a mentality of, so if you're above me in a company, I want to I get to your level. And sometimes if people have poor characteristics and poor integrity and not the right mindset or perspective, the person I'm trying to reach to is like, you're not taking my spot, motherfucker, and they're not oh. going to help you. But that's not going to happen. If you help them grow, you're not going anywhere. Totally. Now you're just both here. Yep. But if you help that person get there, guess what? You're the first one to get to the next level. So actually by helping lift others that are beneath you in a corporation, you are actually aiding yourself to move up too. Because just like I just said, everybody's watching. Yep. So when somebody sees you mentoring and leading and helping somebody grow, they're going to reward you for that. 
But on the other side of it, if you're watching the person above you, you not only know how to grow, but you know what they need. And what they need is for you to perform. Yep. Because if they're overlooking you and they're leading you, they want you to be the best. And if you want to keep growing, that's how it is. And even if you don't want to start your own company, because there's two sides of this. There's the one where you're an entrepreneur where, well, if I pay attention the whole way, this is what I did. I pay attention the whole way. I'm going to move as high as I can. And then I kind of just sit there and I go, okay, well, now I know how the whole shindig works, right? And I've just done my study. I've done my work. So I can go do my own thing and create my own vision like I've always planned to do. And I was up front day one in my interview for my internship. Like I'm going to start an online business. And is exact, And this is a perfect example of, of developing work ethic and committing to it. Cool. Train people for five years every day. Yep. Then you'll get the right to start an online business. I did it for six and a half. You know what I mean? So like from day one, I had the same plan, but I understood that I had to work up and I had to see what goes on within a corporation or a business or entrepreneurship to get there. What I could do better, what I need to do just as good, what I, what I don't want to do, so on and so forth. And when I got to that point, it was basically like, stay or build. And I decided to build, yeah. you know, but now I can build it for the people beneath me. And here's the thing. If you're not an entrepreneur, so some of the people on our staff, for, for example, well, basically now hundred percent of them, yeah. they're not entrepreneurs. We all have careers lined up that are going to keep expanding and everybody knows what their next thing is, which is a beautiful thing to create. And it's not something I created on my own. I got help. You know, I have a mentor that helps me do this. We all have a personal development coach that helps us see this big vision and fit into the places. So we all grow, which is very rare actually for yeah. a company. I'm super proud of that. But to grow within that, you need to see what the people above you need, right? Because in any type of corporation, the best way to get rewarded, the best way to get promoted, the best way to, to gain more responsibilities is to help the person above you in the overall organization grow, right? So if, if you're like, I don't want to start my own shit, but I'm going to move up in the company and I'm going to watch what this owner needs and I'm going to give him that shit, give her that shit. I'm going to develop that before they even need it, right? I'm on top of it. Or when they do it, I'm, I'm already taken action. I'm already halfway done. You know, now it's like, okay, autonomy, essentially. Yep. That's where you grow in a company. That's where you gain responsibility because you're eliminating the need for the owner or the person above you to babysit. Now they can just lead, right? And reward you for doing it. So part of that evolution of going through a company is also is also understanding what the people above you need so that you can do your job even better. When right? you get there. When you get there. Absolutely. Right? Um, and that's how you get there. Yeah. You know, and I, I, and again, I think a big part of it is it's just that work ethic yeah. and consistency. There's, it's the same thing with training. You know, you don't start doing heavy barbell back squats. You don't start doing anything. You got to work up to that. What's what, like, why, why do you say it's like, why would, for instance, for with training, why do you always say it's so important to get those, you know, years under your belt training in person before you go do online. Yeah. It's a completely different realm. It is. Um, you know, I think, I think that part of it is everything I just talked about. You learn, cause if you're training people in person, you gotta, nobody's like, I think I'm going to become a tra personal trainer and opens a gym. Yeah. They go work for somebody. Yeah. You can't just open a gym out of nowhere. You don't know what you're doing. So part of it is you got to go learn the ropes. Yep. You can start an online coaching business and start trying to quote unquote online coach people at no cost at all, really. You don't need a site. You don't need You just need social media nowadays. And that's a problem. Shit, just an email. Exactly. Yeah. Put your skin in the game. Like, go do shit for somebody else and understand how, how a business and how understand the health industry before you try to do that shit. Um, so that's part of it, which is basically echoing everything I just said, just in a different context. The other side of it is, is the human connection. Yeah. Um, there's a different level of human connection when you're in person with people 
And, and I say that because for coaches, not for clients. So for clients listening, you can get that same connection in a good online coaching realm. We've proven it. Like we do it really well. I think we do it better than anybody. We, the way we build relationships with clients is, is unmatched. The, the education and the communication and the responses we give are unmatched. The amount of depth we put into that, it's insane. The detail across everything we do from the plan to the emails, to the conversation on the phone, to everything, to content tracker, it's unmatched. Yeah. Right. So, um, those things you can get as a client, but as a coach, you can't even figure out how to do it at the level we do it at TCM unless you work with people in person. That's my personal belief. It's very, very rare. Yep. Otherwise. It's um, pretty accurate to say. Even the, those who don't do any training, who do just nutrition coaching, most of them started by doing, I know some nutrition coaches who never trained, but they owned and did consulting for nutrition in person first. Literally did. Before they went solely online, mm. which is rare. And then I know a lot of nutrition coaches who do, just do nutrition now, but they were once upon a time a personal trainer. Gotcha. And they built that that way before they came over to this. The other side of it is periodization, planning, detail, all that kind of stuff. Because there's, there's a difference between in-person training and online training, right? There's a difference between telling somebody to do something in person than emailing them out. So part of it is doing it in person allows you to see visually and physically and emotionally, how people respond, how people adhere, how people uh, uh, take in and understand what you're giving them, what the emotional intelligence is, they call it the EQ. So how is this conversation going? What are your body language? What are your emotions? How do you respond to me? What's your, your language, your tone of voice? You can't get that in the email. Totally. But if I learn that over years and I understand that and I study that, I can take that to online coaching and know how to word it better and know how to communicate more effectively to give that same exact feeling because I know how I word it in person. No, I can't look you in the eye. Sometimes I can because of FaceTime, Zoom, stuff like that, but it allows you to understand how to communicate better. And then on the training side, in order to be a good online trainer or coach that does fitness, you got to learn how to methodically program design with periodization because I'm not giving you today's workout. I'm giving you the next 12 weeks of workouts. You know, I'm, I'm giving you this month, but I already have the next six months planned out. Um, and of course things change as you go through the program, but minor details, but I'm, you know, there's an adaptation, there's a periodization plan in person. You don't have to do that as much. You can get away with kind of freestyle a little bit more. But the cool thing about that is if you can learn how to freestyle more, you get better at tweaking a program on the fly online. If you do more in person, you're going to hear more people talk about aches, pains, tweaks, then you know how to pre-plan to avoid those and regress or adjust to fix those online. If you do things in person, you know what people enjoy. You know what people have fun with. You know what cues get them to do it right. If you give somebody a squat online, you have no idea they're squatting right. But if you've helped coach people squat a thousand times in person, I can pre-write cues for the squat so that when they go to the squat, one of these seven cues is going to work for you. Yeah. I know it, you know, um, if I'm filming a video because nowadays, you know, true coach and, and the apps, like what we use, it's a video that shows you how to do it. I can talk in that. I can show you what I'm doing in a specific camera angle. So you can see where I'm torquing the floor, where I'm doing anything. Whereas before and you couldn't, but you learn that stuff in person. You know, you learn that stuff from taking people through a movement, through an exercise. And that is unmatched, yep. you know? So I think in our industry, there's all the things I've already applied to it. And then there's also just really the, the, the communication and connection side of that comes from on, like in-person work directly being able to more easily be transferred to, to online coaching. That's important. Totally. So like, how would you, how would you say with relating all that, would you 
gain that work ethic, gain that passion, gain that, that self-confidence, you know, through all that. I mean, for lack of a better term. It's passion. It is passion. Yeah. And, and you have to have it before you yeah. even start doing any of it. Yeah. You know, and like I know at the very beginning you said, okay, this is what I want to do. This is gonna, I'm going to put everything into it. This is what I want yeah. to do. You have to have a, a level of passion that is, I don't want to say unmatched because that's me saying there's nobody, there's nobody in my industry that's as passionate about this as me. No. Of course there is. Yeah. But there's a level, yeah. you know, there's levels to this there's and levels you, to this. You got to stay there. I mean, there's, there's basically there's level one, level two, level two is you're on another level. Yeah. You're in a level of passion that outweighs the vast majority of people. And you are willing to do whatever it takes compared to level one who it's a hobby. Yeah. They're passionate, but they care about other things more. Totally. There's nothing outside of my own family as in my daughter and wife that I care about more than what we do. There's nothing. And that's a level of, of passion that seems neurotic and obsessive to some people, but that's what it takes. Totally. That's what it fucking takes. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who listen, who go like, there's two types of people. And I, I have friends that are like this, bro, that is not me, but I fucking respect it. Yeah. It's dope. And then there's other people who, uh, who are like, there's obviously people that are like, yep, I get it. That's me. But there's also a lot of people that like are dancing on the fence of things yep. Because that's not normal, they don't want to admit it. Because there's a long time where I didn't want to admit that. I'd be like, no, like, I, I mean, family, friends, uh, my personal happiness, my health, like, all, I care about all this stuff way more. I don't give a shit, yeah. honestly. My family, and then this, you know? And obviously, there's certain people, like, I consider you family. I consider a couple of my very, very close fam- family, because I'm closer to you than some of my fa- actual family. Yeah. But point being is, is there is a level of passion that, can be mistaken as obsession that I actually think is required to be the best at anything. And I think if you can just tap into that at the right times, it doesn't mean you need to be literally 24 seven on constantly obsessed. I know there's, there's entrepreneurs out there that they're, they're literally on 24 seven. They, they literally are on call 24 seven. It is their life and they're very, very successful. They don't have kids. Yeah. Like I know a couple of people that I'm thinking about specifically that I look up to, they're fucking, they crush it. I think they're just as obsessed with as me, but because they don't know what it's like to have children, I think, I think that's honestly the biggest, huge, it's the biggest thing because even before Blakely, Shannon, like I, I could do way more with working. It wasn't an issue, but like now it's like, it's not only an issue for her and Blakely, it's an issue for me because I want to be there for my family. You know what I mean? So there is like, you, you have to separate that and you do need balance and you can't work 24 seven but you still have to have that, that mentality in your mind of like that level of passion that can be mistaken as obsession. Yeah. I think that's the best way of explaining it. And, agree. And when you have that, you can, you can outwork almost anybody unless it's somebody who's just as obsessed as you and doesn't have kids, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you can outwork anybody. You can try. You can try. You can yeah. push harder. You can progress faster than anybody. You can, you can have tunnel vision better than anybody because you can block out all the noise and just keep moving forward. You can be more patient than damn near anybody. You can be more consistent than anybody because you don't question what you're doing. When you have a level of passion that eliminates all your doubt and questioning, that's when you ultimately become successful and you're able to break through to that next level that we were talking about here. And I think ultimately that's, that's truly what separates level one, level two. It's, it's a level of passion that is just almost so crazy that 
you're willing to do whatever. You, you don't even consider a plan B. And it's not that you never have doubt because I don't want to say your level of passion, which is mistaken as an obsession by some, equals never having any self-doubt. Of course you have self-doubt, but you're able to snap out of it quicker. Totally. You have a level of self-belief that outweighs the self-doubt you ever feel yep. and the anxiety and stress or anything. And it, it allows you to stop questioning yourself way faster because we all go through self-doubt. But, but it is that level of passion that allows you to work through the ranks. It's that level of passion that allows you to take risks. It's that level of passion that allows you to be consistent. It's, it's a why that fuels the passion right? For the journey. Cause I think the why is the meaning behind what you're doing. Passion is within the journey. Totally. And that's what leads to, to the outcome. Yeah. Ultimately. I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad I heard that. And I, I knew you would have a lot to say about it. I don't know if you've heard that episode or not, but I was just like, dude, this is totally something Cody could yeah. relate to and has thought about before. It's a great point. I think a, g- a good takeaway for people listening to is like, Fuck, take notes when you, when you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Fuck, like not, not even just ours, but like any podcast yeah. that, that means something to you. Go back and read it. And then, and also too, if you guys are listening to podcasts like this and you're like, man, that's a great point, write it down. Go to the podcast post, question post form. I mean, shit, we have it in the description of this podcast and there's a link in my bio on my Instagram. Let us know. Yeah. I heard this on a podcast. I'd love your thoughts on it. There you go. And we'll just fucking... Yeah, jam on it totally you know and just crush it so um i hope that fires you guys up i hope you have a great week we'll talk to you soon